The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, and we didn't have to wait for our deathbed to see it. The 3 a.m. Coney starts right now. Absolute, utter insanity, yet it's totally rational. It's amazing. Best line I read today out of all the recaps I've been reading, which I'm sure all of you have been doing that. But the best line I saw and read today was about, it's amazing, but it's not crazy. It's amazing that the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor in the year 2022, the season 2021, it is amazing that this team and this franchise, from the place they came, it is amazing that they're in the Super Bowl. But it's not crazy. It's not insane. It's it's not out of this world. It isn't unbelievable. At least it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been because of who Joe Burrow is, because of the makeup of this roster, and because of how they played throughout the entire season. First, who Joe Burrow is. Why is this not crazy that Joe Burrow, a quarterback, in his second season is leading a team to the Super Bowl? Uh, He's going to try to become the seventh, I believe, or fifth, actually only the fifth in NFL history to win the Super Bowl in his second year. All the four others that won are Hall of Famers. How is that not crazy, Luke? That sounds pretty crazy. Well, it's not crazy because if you follow Joe Burrow's career, This is what has happened every time. In fact, it would be crazy for this to not happen, given the prior evidence. Now, it's amazing. It's amazing. It might be hard to believe, but it's not crazy. It's not weird because this kid went to Athens High School. Athens High School, ladies and gentlemen. Athens High School had never won a playoff game in their history. Never won. Not one playoff game in their history until Joe Burrow showed up. And Joe Burrow was good enough to win seven of them. Seven. Actually, eight. Check that. Eight. Eight playoff games for Joe Burrow. And we had a stat on the 3M Coney. I'll read it to you right now. This is Joe Burrow in the playoffs in his life. Okay? NFL, college, and high school. 15-3 and record. His teams averaged 42 points a game. 65% completion on 650 pass attempts, 5,987 yards. That's good for a 332-yard average in 18 playoff games in Joe Burrow's life. 18. He has thrown 65 touchdown passes, 65 touchdowns to only 10 interceptions. Most of those interceptions happening before he even had a freaking driver's license. That is Joe Burrow in the playoffs. That is Joe Burrow at Athens, who had never won a playoff game before he arrived. LSU, which was the doormat of Alabama and Georgia and everybody else that mattered in the SEC, hadn't won a national championship in 12 years, ran a dinosaur-like offense before he walked through the door, and then bang, they're the best offense in college football history? I mean, if it happened in Athens, it happened in LSU then it's not that crazy that the Cincinnati Bengals win their first playoff game in 31 years and they make the Super Bowl. If you just look at the whole picture, if you take a step back, 
I understand that in the moment while it was happening, it's hard to believe. And I can tell you firsthand that nobody in seven in the 740 or in Southeast Ohio, not Joe, not even his parents thought that they would get this far this fast. But when you take a step back and you really think about it, we just, we weren't crazy enough to believe what was inevitable because the evidence was there. That's why, that's why we started this podcast because we believed in Joe Burrow so much. It, it, the Bengals and, and Bengals fans believed in Joe Burrow so much, but it just, our faith was paid off way more than you could have ever imagined it being paid off this fast. And it's real. It happened. The Bengals are going to play in Super Bowl 56. <laughs> I, I, I can't even, I'm just sitting here saying it. I don't know. I'm trying to say it like, yeah, yeah, it happened. I mean, but if you look at the evidence, it's not too crazy. But I understand the gravity of the moment and all those things. But just buckle up for what's about to happen, guys. Buckle up. Get used to games like this. I know it's extremely hard, and they said Dan Marino was going to make the Super Bowl. But let me share, uh, I don't know if you saw this in The Athletic. They did a breakdown before the conference championship game about the Cincinnati Bengals and teams that are similar like them in history. So they looked at the five years before a team made a conference championship run and found the teams with the worst average win total from those five years. Basically to see the best turnarounds, not just from one bad year because of injuries, but from, hey, you were bad for five years and then you didn't just win a playoff game, you didn't win your division and then go out in the first round, you made the conference championship game. This, these are the teams that the Athletic found most similar to the Cincinnati Bengals. The 1972 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, those Steelers. Jack Ham, Terry Bradshaw, Chuck Knoll, the greatest dynasty in the sport till that time. Uh, and many would say, I think most Steelers fans would say, outside of the Patriots, it's still the best dynasty in the sports history. The Steel Curtain. That was 1972. They had four Super Bowls in front of them. The next team on the athletics list, the 1981 San Francisco 49ers, which if you aren't remembering or you weren't alive, which a lot of us listening and myself weren't alive, that San Francisco 49ers team led by Joe Montana in his first full season starting, Joe Burrow's caught in some Joe Montana comparisons, they were called the no-name Niners. The no-name Niners. They weren't famous. They weren't known. Nobody knew them. Nobody expected them. And they went all the way to the Super Bowl. They won the whole thing. And that led to them being the most dominant team of the decade. So the most dominant team of the 70s, the most dominant team of the 80s, both had five-year runs of bad and then this, and then it kicked off, just like it has now. Okay, what's the, what's the next team on the list? Well, it's 1988. The Buffalo Bills team that lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game they weren't necessarily a dynasty because they never won a Super Bowl, but the 1988 Bills went to four straight Super Bowls in the next few years with Jim Kelly. That's insane. So uh, the 1972 Steelers, 1981 San Francisco 49ers, 1988 Buffalo Bills. The entrance of those three teams, the five years before, were just like the Cincinnati Bengals. And then they emerge and then they stay. Okay, we keep moving on the list. The 1999 Rams, the, the greatest show on turf, who went to a Super Bowl two years later with Kurt Warner against Tom Brady and ended up losing that game. 
And then it's the 2017 Jaguars we that fell apart, Blake Bortles. And then the final team on the list was the 2019 San Francisco 49ers, who we just saw losing the conference championship game. So I say that all, say all that to say this. If you talk to me in five years, and this is the last time that the Bengals make it to the final four, if you told me in five years that the 2021 Bengals would be the last Bengals team over the next five years to make it to the final four, I would say you're crazy. And I would also say you are going against NFL history. It is statistically significant. There is enough sample size, enough prominent examples that when a team gets this bad for this long, finds an elite quarterback, combines it with a run that's good enough to get to the conference championship, not only does that team sustain its success, most of the time it sustains its success to a level that's good enough to maybe call it a dynasty. And I'm just spitting facts at you right now. I'm not even talking about the uniqueness of this Bengals team in comparison to those teams I just mentioned. The youth. The fact that the rookie contract scale is going to massively favor them over the next couple years. I I just, what we're on the precipice of, I don't think we really understand. I don't think we understand. But that's why today and yesterday is going to be the most special days in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals fandom. And it's because it's the beginning. It's because we are not tied down with the weight of expectations. We have not been ascended to a space where Super Bowl is the expectation. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't experienced it. We're like the 16-year-old kid that got invited to a college party and said, wow, yeah, I would love to go. And all of a sudden, he's making out in the corner with a a sorority girl. And we're not leaving. We we don't know what's going on, how we got here, how we ended up in this corner, but we're staying right here in this moment until somebody yanks us out of it. That's what it's like. It's not that we're never going to go to a party again. It's not that you're never going to make out again, but it's that first time. It's that, wow, what's going on? It's the start of something. And I think Paul Daner nailed it perfectly. The athletic and... I think so many people have nailed it. It's never going to be like this. It's never going to be like it is right now. Because right now, it's just, there's nothing tied to it. No expectation. No over-the-top emotion. No past failures. No future contract situations. No future coaching decisions. No coaches leaving after the season ends. There's nothing. It's just pure. It's raw. It's... It's special. So I want to make sure that we enjoy it. Although we are at the precipice of what could be a dynasty, of what will be the greatest era of Bengals football ever, book that. Although we are on the precipice of that, we have to understand and enjoy the moment we're in because, you know, one day we're going to be watching Joe Burrow just like 49ers fans are now. We're going to be watching Joe Burrow doing Medicare commercials. These days will pass. The time will be gone. So enjoy the hell out of it because I think we've all earned some uh, rose-colored glasses in terms of the Bengals fandom. And I've certainly earned it with the amount of negativity that I've had on this show before. I think we've all earned it um, because it was a lot. A lot of pain, a lot of emotion, a lot of wondering, a lot of thinking that this would never happen. 
I mean, that's how I opened the show. I, I, you know, at least I didn't have to say that on my deathbed. You know, there's so many people that walk around and they connect themselves to these sports and I'm one of them. And most of you out there are those people. And there's so many people that can relate with us that have never experienced a championship or anything like the Cincinnati Bengals just accomplished. So many sports fans out there would kill for the moment we just had. And I think we need to appreciate that. And, uh, and remember that four years ago, we would have just killed for this one game. And we're at the precipice of something that's long-lasting and impactful. Certainly impactful. And a uh, final point I wanted to make here. Um, just some interesting observation I have written down. I wanted to make sure I touched on on the show before we head out of here. Short Cody today. Uh, we should have a bunch. I mean, previewing the Super Bowl. Doesn't get much better than that. What, something I've noticed with different fan bases online commenting or tweets, uh, reporters of different teams, or even, you know, sports talk guys, I've noticed there are like 400 different comparisons for Joe Burrow. And I, I get text messages that are different. Everybody's trying to look for the comparison. I think Colin Coward had a little something like this on the show today as well. He was mentioning this. It's like you hear it's, oh, he's Joe Namath. He's Joe Montana. He looks like Big Ben. He looks like Brady. He changes the plays like Manning. He's this, he's that, he's that. What I'm noticing is, is that Joe Burrow is so good that every fan base is watching him and they just take their favorite quarterback of all time and they say, hey, he looks a lot like that guy. So 49ers fans, they'll tell us, hey, he looks just like Joe Montana. Jets fans, oh, he does look like Joe Namath. He is a little Joe Namath. Steelers fans out there saying, well, you know, the way he breaks, breaks, breaks out off of the pocket, he looks like Big Ben out there running around. Like it's, you're getting every comparison. And either that means he's a combination of all these people or he's such a lovable player. Not the person, but just watching him play the game that he's addicting to watch. And every person that watches him tries to find something in their childhood that even remotely compares to what they're watching. And a lot of them go to their favorite quarterback of all time. But I think Joe's better. I think Joe is more now, like what we're on the precipice of him potentially accomplishing is just beyond my, my, my fathoming, my understanding, you know, cause if he goes out and wins this game in two weeks, like, I'm not going to sit here on this show and say he can't catch Brady. I'm not saying he will, but you think I'm going to come on this show after he wins a Super Bowl in his first full season and say, well, it's an unrealistic goal for him to try to get seven Super Bowls. He's 25. It's not unrealistic. It probably is unrealistic if we're being realistic about it, but I'm not going to be the one to sit here and say that. Like That's what we're on the brink of here. And frankly, it already happened. He doesn't need to win the Super Bowl for us to be on the brink of this, right? We are on the brink. It is happening right now. It's coming at us full speed, full force. But stealing a trophy, if they can win the Super Bowl with this roster, $50 million under the cap, with the amount of youth they have, with all the players they have under contract, with the fact that Joe and Jamar are in their first season together, if they can win the Super Bowl, guys, if they can win the Super Bowl, well, it's just, we get to dream dreams that only about four fan bases in the NFL have ever dreamed. Dynasty. We get to dream about a dynasty. Not just a great year like the Eagles had, or a great run to the semifinal like the Jaguars, 
Or, oh, remember that time we made the playoffs and won a game? Browns fans. No, we have a chance potentially here to have, you know, what, what, has, what still powers a rundown franchise in Cincinnati. I mean, how many people are Reds fans because of the big red machine, right? A dynasty that captured the imagination of a nation. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. And that's what's about to happen. And it's so, so exciting. Well, guys, a lot of fun today. Uh, I'm kind of ranted out. I will collect my thoughts, look up more numbers. We'll talk, discuss, think. Plenty to get to. Rams versus Bengals, Super Bowl 56. Let me say that one more time. The Los Angeles Rams will play the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. In, in a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Babe, Super Bowl. We're playing in the Super Bowl.